Welcome back to the Sports Lab. As always, I'm Ben Shoup. And I'm HLC. We're happy to have you back for yet another edition. And, and, and I believe this will be the... I think this might be the 10th. I was going to say, well, definitely first of the, the holiday season, uh, but big milestone yeah. there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting there. I think this is episode number 10. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure this is our 10th whenever. Getting there, we're getting, we're getting rolling. We started to get rolling here. Um, we're going to start this one off with a little bit of sad news in the sports world that came out, I believe, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, I believe it came out. Um, and it's Demarius Thomas, the former Bronco Jet. I uh, played for a few other teams. I can't remember. But former Bronco played for them for seven seasons, I believe. Played 10 years in the league. Uh, he passed away yesterday uh, at the age of 33. Uh, he died in his home at Georgia, they said. And I believe it. They all they said was that it was just a medical issue and they think he might have had a heart attack. I've actually heard that it was a, a seizure while he was showering, uh, which – is very tough to hear and i believe that i only wanted to make this correction i think it was nine years because it was there was a nice uh twitter campaign going around to donate nine dollars to i think one of his charities for the nine seasons he played there but just just so tragic yeah i, I think well, yeah that 10th season i think might have been one of those like barely played type seasons but um yeah he, he i mean he was in the league for a while he had a huge moment with Tim Tebow in that playoff game against Pittsburgh on the first play of overtime, took it 80, 75 or 80 yards to the house. And it was, I mean, he was always just, he was always a great receiver and he never had issues off the field, never had anything. He was always, I mean, from what people to say now, especially after he passed, like they're saying he was such a great guy, always lit up the room. Um, and he was only 33. I, I mean, knowing, knowing that he played in the league and he hasn't been in the league for a while, I thought he was older. But still, I mean, 33 is way too early. I mean, it's just an unfortunate situation on top of – I mean, it's kind of shocking. It's one of those things where it's like we you, – you kind of forget about these type of players until something like this happens like you you remember him like when people bring up this the play that he had in the overtime and the playoff game and whatnot um but it's it's just like it's just a sad thing to see and i mean may you rest in peace and condolences to the family and all of bronco nation and all everybody who he was affected by um but i mean demarius thomas 33 um do you have any thoughts on on the on it yeah, I was a big fan. I will never forget watching the play live. I'm so happy that I did catch it live. I was probably, uh, what was that, 2011, I think. Uh, so an 11-year-old at the time. Uh, and, yeah, or, well, 10 or whatever it was, 11, 10, 11, 12. But I was going nuts on the couch. I was tearing up the couch cushion, couch couch cushions because I didn't know what to do with myself. And that's one of my favorite calls, too. I believe that was, would have been Jim Nance and Phil Sims at the time. Uh, and I just think they did a wonderful job of capturing them and narrating the moment and that the frame of John Elway hugging a player or the coach right afterwards. Uh, and Denver's going on in New England. It was that the Tim Tebow magic and Demarius will live on for yet another week. And that was just such a fun time to be a football fan. And just so tragic. Uh, just terrible. Um, 
I know that obviously all of his teammates uh, have been making posts and nice messages. I saw Calvin Johnson as they were teammates um, at Georgia Tech, I'm pretty sure, the Yellow Jackets. Um, and so just absolutely terrible. Crush, crush the ceiling. Yeah, it's just it's a sad situation. And it is good, though. In June, he did get to officially retire as a Bronco. They they reposted the video the other day. Um, the Broncos did, or yesterday they reposted it. Uh, and, I mean, in the last video that they ever posted about him before him passing, he got to say, I'm Demarius Thomas, and I'm finally co- I've finally come to a decision to hang it up. I'm going to retire, and I'm going to retire Denver Bronco. So he was able to retire Denver Bronco cut way too short his life was cut way too short and sad 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 news but i mean just tough to see these things happen in sports but they have i mean they happen all all the time we see it happen all the time we always have to talk about this type of stuff but um just hope it hope we don't see anything like this for a while again it's just a sad situation but Demarius Thomas, 33 years old. May he, may he rest in peace. So. Absolutely. And I hopefully we'll see a nice tribute uh, this week, I, as I believe the Broncos are home. Yes, yes, they are. So we, we'll probably see a tribute there. But all right, we'll get on to some some different news, some better, maybe better, unless you're a Purdue or Boilers Makers fan. Um, but we're going to get into some college basketball. We'll get off some, some sadder news. But into some college basketball this past week, actually yesterday, the Purdue Boilmakers, the number one team, knocked off, lost by two to the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, lost 70 to 68. Rutgers was led by Ron Harper Jr., 30 points, 30 and 10. Wow. So Ron Harper Jr. is out here dropping point buckets. And I mean, Jaden Ivey didn't really do too much in that Purdue game. I think a lot of people are expecting him to do a lot more. Uh, but, I mean, it was a good game, close game. Rutgers comes out on top, number one down. So, what are your thoughts? Oh, my heavens. That was a privilege. Yet again, another privilege to be able to see it live. I am so glad I tuned in. I, uh, I picked the right game to watch because I just finished the Seton Hall game and I moved on over to another Jersey basketball team. And very pri- pri- privileged to see it happen. I was nervous uh, that after Harper scored, there was too much time left for a Purdue bucket, and indeed there was. However, there was just enough time for a half-court heave for the win, and uh, just so nice. I've, I've always been a fan of Rutgers Athletics because I feel like that they're that little brother in the Big Ten, and even going back to their Big East years, I was a fan just because I feel like they didn't give enough, get enough attention, or they'd always be pretty do pretty poorly. But now, last season, they were able to beat Clemson in the tournament and oh so close to taking out Houston. I was very crushed about that one, but so happy to see him do it today. Uh, this past Thursday, yesterday, because um, what a program building win that is. First win against another one program uh, in school history. So a big shout out to the boys from uh, Piscataway or New Brunswick, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, well, I mean, people always say, oh, why, why are you talking about these games so early? Like it really matter. They, It does matter. People don't understand these games matter because now when it gets to that time to when the committee's looking at the, the who's going to get in, Rutgers has this win on their schedule and it's it, it's permanent. So when Purdue's not, I, I don't expect them to fall outside the top, uh, like 15. Um, I mean, they're, they're a very good team. So this is for Rutgers. This could be that win, even though it's nine games into the season that could jump them into the tournament. If it comes down to, 
all right, who has the who have who beaten? This game could become that game. And I also love to see this is Rutgers won both halves. People always say, like, oh, teams got lucky. No, Rutgers was up by one at the end of the first, and then they were up by, technically up by one at the end of the second half, if you counted it that way. Um, so they they made like Purdue, they were making Purdue work. And this is the type of team that you could see get to the tournament like they did last year, and they could knock some teams out. So we'll see, obviously, what Rutgers can do the rest of the year. Um, but huge, huge win for them. This could be, like I said, that win that gets them in the tournament when it gets to that time. So, um, I mean, just an amazing game. We're getting a lot of good games early on in the college basketball season. Um, a lot of upsets. We have two more that we're going to actually talk about. Um, and to get a little even more into it, Rutgers desperately needed a, a quality win because they, I believe, lost to a Lafayette Leopard team. Uh, and that's something that would take you right out of the tournament conversation as an at-large bid. So this should, in my opinion, I mean, the best team in the nation you beat, cancel that out and uh, serve as a great benefit to a, uh, once that time comes for uh, decision-making for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Purdue get, or Purdue getting a tough loss early on probably won't affect them too much when it comes to them getting into the tournament, but Rutgers huge win very early number one seed goes down again this year. I don't know how many times. This is the third time a number one seed is lost, I believe. So already – Purdue, yep. Yeah, every team is about eight, nine games into the season. We've already had this many one seeds lose, a lot of upsets. But the next upset I want to talk about is a fascinating one because it, it really do, isn't going to change anything towards the, the tournament. Maybe a little bit of seeding for one of the teams – but it's Florida going down. It was on Monday. Yes, Monday. They lose to the 0-7. Coming into this game, 0-7 Texas Southern Tigers in Florida. So they're in, in the University of Florida. They lose by 15 to a team that didn't win yet all year. And they go down. The 20, they were ranked 20th in the nation before this game. Um, and Texas Southern obviously not ranked because they were 0-7 coming to this game. But Texas Southern led by P.J. Henry. Um, I mean, just – it's one of those games where it's, it's, it's a, really is a great thing to see. Just what, what team that can't win, it is a lower-end team, get a win against a team who – a college that is a pretty big college – um, it's good to see. And again, another thing where they won both halves, they didn't, they, they came out and they, they beat Florida fair and square and was the better team that day by 15 points. So what are your thoughts on that game? I love to see things like this. I mean, I've seen in multiple, from multiple sources that Texas Southern's conference, the SWAC uh, is usually regarded as one of, if not the worst conference in college basketball, uh, just for a multitude of reasons. Um, but look at how about that? Uh, I, I always notice that Texas Southern is never afraid to schedule really challenging non-con schedules for themselves. I know in the past years they've gone to Oregon and the Zags, and now this year they've gone to the Gators and SEC powerhouse normally. And the, not just how they won, but the margin of, of their win. I mean, what, what a story there. And to come in winless, most definitely playing teams worse than Florida just makes it even more interesting to think about. Um, so I'm a big fan of seeing things like this. I like when things are shaking up, if it's not my team that's losing. And uh, yeah, so incredible win there 
in Gainesville for sure for the Tigers. And I just want to give a shout out to John Jones, who's a guard for Texas Southern, um, for actually nothing because in that game, I'm just looking at the stats now. He played 15 minutes, didn't have a rebound, didn't have a point, didn't have assist, and it's just zeros across the board. But hey, I mean, he must have played well enough defensively or whatever it was to get the win. So John Jones may have not gotten a statistic that proves he did anything, but hey. If you played 15 minutes and your team won by 15, you must have done something right. So, shout out to John. Good friend Tony Snell call, I think. Yeah, he's getting the. I see that going around all the time now. Is whenever somebody plays, I think more than like 10 minutes and doesn't record a single stat or something, and you see it all over Twitter. They're they're part of the Tony Snell club now. Or I mean, he did it again the, the a little while ago. Tony Snell. No, he's just out here running. Hey. Hey, get, getting that cardio in, getting that cardio in, but. All right, um, the last game of the college basketball season that we I want to talk about so far is Seton Hall upsetting Texas. I believe coming into this game, they were not ranked. They could be wrong. I believe um, it was uh, – It the says Longhorns. they're 23rd now. Okay, I, th- I believe the Longhorns were eight at the time. So yesterday, and we'll, we'll be that way for, until Monday, I believe. Yes. So Texas, who okay, actually, wait. Texas was the number seven. So Texas was seven. Seton Hall. It says they were ranked twenty third, but I do not believe coming in this game they were ranked twenty third. Or actually, it was yesterday, so they had to have been. Um, so yeah, I guess Seton Hall was twenty third, but it's still an upset. Twenty three beats seven by four. Um, another another great game. Uh, Texas led the way by Trey Mitchell. Did not get enough out of him. And then Jared Roden, the forward from uh, Seton Hall, dropping 18. I mean, it's just you're seeing a lot of these teams now upset, and the way they're upsetting isn't one guy going to the basket every time or one guy pulling up and scoring. It is team efforts. Another one, another example here of just a team effort of Seton Hall moving to 8-1. and one. And Seton Hall has always been a pretty good basketball school. They've been up and down. They've had down years, but they've also had some pretty good years. And they made the tournament um, a decent amount, I would say. Uh, I can't remember the last time they may have missed. Maybe they missed last year, and I'm just forgetting. But Seton Hall gets a big win again early in the season, which people aren't realizing these wins are going to come back and they're going to be looked at. So Seton Hall, what do you think about them getting the the win over Texas? I'm a big fan. I like to see it. I kind of don't really care for the Longhorns, and I love those gritty Jersey schools. Uh, bit biggie schools like uh, like for example the Pirates. So I'm a fan of seeing it, and it just adds to a very impressive resume, which should be noted. Their only loss was on a buzzer beater. For, uh, the Buckeyes took them out, but uh, I mean, just so impressive. Uh, the Michigan win stacking right up next to this Texas win. So watch out for the Pirates. Um, they may make you walk the plank. Yeah, I could see Seton Hall. Seton Hall is always one of those sleeper teams. I feel like every every time they're in the tournament, you're like, Seton Hall, it seems like they – I feel like just the name they're going to win. Then they, they win somehow or whatever happens, happens. But Seton Hall, big win early on. A lot of teams getting big wins early on. Um, but as, as the college basketball season is getting started, we got the college football season starting to get towards the end, and they just recently came out with – the final four of the college football playoffs. And it is number one's Georgia or number one's Bama. Sorry. Number two is Michigan. Three is Georgia and four is Cincinnati. So Cincinnati does get in 
Notre Dame misses it by one. They were at five. Ohio State was six. Baylor was seven. Ole Miss eight. Oklahoma State, after a tough, tough, tough loss. Very, I watched that one live. That one was tough. They come in at nine, and then Michigan State comes in at 10. So uh, what are your thoughts on the college football playoffs? And then we'll get into just our quick predictions on what we believe they are. Well, I wish that the rankings would have been, and a handful of teams that got in would have not been in specifically. I uh, really don't care for seeing the Crimson Tide or Wolverines get in, but yet they do. Uh, and I, I definitely did not have the Bulldogs losing to Alabama as badly as they did um, to knock them down. And, and I actually had mentioned that I thought Iowa would pull the upset, so I really got clowned there. Um, but the moral of the story for me is that as I put on social media uh, just a bit ago, for the Callum Moores and the Boise States of the world, for the Blake Bortles and the UCFs of the world, we finally get a representation of a group of five team. I'm so proud of what they've done. And Bearcats, go Bearcats. So proud of what they've accomplished. And yeah, I know the predictions are, and I think the line is 13 and a half for the Crimson Tide, but uh, I don't care what happens. I mean, go Cincinnati with all my heart, but just to see them get in, they were better than all but three college football teams in the nation. That's saying something. Um, skew it however you want, but I just think that that needs to be said. So go, Bear, go Bearcats, go Bulldogs. Uh, my prediction is a rematch of the infamous Calvin Ridley, Ridley game and all that, and what we just saw, uh, Georgia, Alabama, go dogs in that case. Um, but just, just happy to have it be the way that it is. Um, I'm just fired up to see uh, Cincinnati being able to bring their fan base down to um, Cowboy Stadium and represent and hopefully pull off what would be. Mm, uh, I I would re- I'd really want to see what the experts would say for it. Would that be the best upset of them all in history? We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it could go down as one of the biggest upsets in college football history, if not one, the biggest. Obviously, there's been other big upsets. Um, but again, like you said with the Boise State, it's finally a team gets this, the, their chance. Because who knows if they had the college football playoff back when Colin Moore was in Boise State, what they could have done. But now we see a team like Cincinnati get in and they get to a chance to prove themselves. Uh, you had, uh, was it U- UCF did not, never got their chance. And Bo- Boise State never got their chance. And there's been countless other schools that haven't got their chance since he's getting their chance. And boy, do they get a f- just the opponent that they get to play. Alabama, you, you're uh, this, this probably you're the smallest school in the top four. You get your chance, and they tell you, okay, but you're going to go up against Alabama, who everybody knows what Alabama's done the past however long. Um, But, hey, I'm rooting for them, too. I hope they do it. I really do. But I do think it's going to be Michigan-Bama in the finals. I I think Michigan – I think Georgia also showed something that game against Bama, is they had a chance to go out there – finish their undefeated season going into this playoffs, guarantee the one seed and maybe even knock Alabama out of the playoffs and they did not show up. So that tells me a lot about that team because I was very high on Georgia going in that game. I thought Georgia's the best team by far in this in, in the country right now. And that game really it was just a bad game. Um and I don't know if it was just a bad game, but it's that showed me something is that 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 was their biggest game of the year. They knew it. They needed to win it. They should have won it, and they didn't come ready to play. Um, so I'm going to go Michigan-Bama. 
don't really know who's going to win. I, I mean, as long as Bama doesn't win the whole thing, I'm fine with it, if I'm being honest. Um, but we are set up for a great college football playoffs. Hoping since he can pull it off, but just don't see it happening. But we'll see. So there's the final four. Um, teams just missed. I'm Even though I'm an Notre Dame fan, glad they didn't get in. Glad they – because that would have just been another team that they get in. And it's, it's, it's kind of insulting to see that the teams like Notre Dame get in and, they've and not see – Not to interrupt, they were, they've already had their chance twice uh, in a championship setting and both times gotten hammered by Bama once in the actual game. I believe that was the Manti Teo era. And then the second time just last season. Yeah. Yeah, and even though I'm an Notre Dame fan, I will say they're the team – they're the type of team that hurts these chances of, of teams like Cincy getting in or like Boise State getting in is because when they get in, Notre Dame countlessly gets in and countlessly – because they're in that they're that conference, and then well, they get – what it boils down to. <laughs> yeah. In, I, yeah. Yeah, and then they just get blown out, though. And it's like they, that hurts Cincy and all these other teams. But finally get one in. It's finally ready to go. We'll see it on what new year's no yeah new year's day correct it'll be a 3 30 kickoff for alabama cincinnati and then i think plan for eight but you never know uh maybe like a 757 kickoff for michigan and georgia and it's funny uh looking at ticket prices because i'm really interested in seeing how like big games are priced uh just last night uh the cheapest cincinnati alabama ticket 156 not not ridiculously horrible uh, cheapest Georgia Alabama t- Georgia Michigan ticket, I-, I think was north of four hundred. So uh, definitely a difference in what you're because the 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 market projects that you'll see a blowout, and that's why it's cheaper. But we'll we'll see what happens. Yep, yep, we will. And another thing that happened college football also this past week was the college football Heisman Trophy finalists were revealed. Um, so the, the four are Bryce Young, quarterback for Alabama, C.J. Stroud, I hope I'm saying that right, from QB from Ohio State. I can never tell what those type of names with the out at the end or whatever. But then we got Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh quarterback. Then we got Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher from uh, Michigan. Um, I mean, four great, amazing players that will get drafted high, most likely when their, their time comes. Um so we'll say thoughts, and then we'll go who we want to win and who then who we think will win. So you can go first there with your thoughts and everything. Well, my thoughts are, unfortunately, the one player that I don't want to win. And I should mention, I don't like two schools involved. However, because of the position of one of the players, I would be for it. But unfortunately, I think, of course, the one player I don't want to win is going to be Bryce Young. Uh, but... I would prefer my first choice would be Kenny Pickett. I really like what he's done for a smaller t- smaller time school compared to the others in Pittsburgh. Um, I really do not think CJ Stroud will win, but I I've always liked the Buckeyes and I'd support that. And then I really can't stand the Wolverines. However, it would be very neat to see a defensive player win. I could not even tell. I think Charles Woodson would have to be the last one. Uh, that'd be my guess at least. Um, so another Wolverine yet again. So. If, if Austin gets it, uh, that's no problem with me because it's just great to see a representative from the defensive core. I wanted Jordan Davis to be considered from Georgia, but I think that last loss combined with maybe not showing up as well as he did in the beginning of the year contributed to that. So first choice, Kenny Pickett, uh, but I think 
it's going to be Bryce Young. Yeah, I think it's also going to be Bryce Young. But I, I, I would, I'm with you on the defensive side. I would love to see Aiden Hutchinson get it just because I'm sick of quarterbacks getting it. Because, again, you see these quarterbacks did it over these defensive players and then they get to the NFL and who's better. It's usually the defensive player over these quarterbacks. So that's my take on it is just, I'm just sick of seeing these quarterbacks get it. And then all of a sudden they don't do anything in the NFL or they have one or two great years or whatever it is. And obviously there are those, those quarterbacks like Lamar that actually are good in the NFL, but a lot of the times you don't see these guys play to that level in the NFL um, prime example, Baker Mayfield. I mean, that, that's the most recent one I can think of is he won it and he's not, look at him. He's not, he was not the best player at that finalist in that finalist core. Um, so I'd love to see a defensive player get it, but I, again, I also don't think it will be, I think it will be Bryce Young. So yeah, that's that on the college football, football world. Um, we'll, we'll have more college football, college basketball coming up uh, as obviously the final four actually happens. All these bowl games happen. We'll probably do some bowl picks next week. Um, maybe we'll, maybe we'll see depending on how, how many games there are and all that. We'll do actually, a couple. Let's start off one week from today with uh, metal Tennessee and Toledo. And I think that's the Bahamas bowl. Okay, yeah. Well then we'll definitely get a few games for next week. A few games for the week after that, we'll do our game picks for that. Um, so we'll have some more college football before the season officially ends. College basketball, like we said, is just getting going. But um, all right, let's let's then get into though. I'm not gonna call it last time we called it overreactions or under or is it overreaction or not? I'm gonna call I'm just gonna do agree or disagree. It's just statements and we're gonna do agree uh agree, disagree, but this time it's NBA style this time. So no, no football this time. Um we're about a month and a half into the basketball season. And there's a lot of talk now on teams making moves, who's going to make what move. Um, the one team that's getting a lot of hate, maybe you saw it on ESPN, I'm not sure, is the New York Knicks. Stephen A. Smith's not happy with his Knicks. So agree or disagree, the New York Knicks will not even make the play-in tournament this year. Uh, I would have to disagree with that. I think that they at least will get in the play-in. If not, you're at the sixth seed. Um, I think that – my honest prediction is by the deadline, Kemba will be gone. Um, and I think the assets, if it's a current player, I should note that they get for him could be that they can, could be a piece that propels them into the spot. Um, even if they don't get anything that can be applied currently, I think they will find their groove. I know I, I it, it seems to me at least that losing Reggie Bullock is a little bit bigger than they thought it would be. Um, I was a big fan of him, and I wanted him to stay, but he took that contract in Dallas. Um, but I think they will find their groove and, and get, get a spot, and I hope they do. Um, and most importantly, just keep Rose on the roster, please. Uh, so, But that's my prediction. I think they will be okay when it comes into the end. Yeah, I think they'll make the play in tournament, too. Right now they are the 11th seed, so just outside. But I think they'll pick it back up. I think Julius Randle will get back to his form that he was in. Um, and the whole Kemba situation confuses me. It really does because he, he's shooting some of the best percentages he's ever shot in his career, especially from three. So, I mean, it's obviously it, it, the whole talk was, oh, he's coming back to his home hometown, his home city. So it's, it's a little confusing to me, that whole situation, because all of a sudden they just took him out of the rotation. 
But yeah, I believe he'll be gone too. But I do believe that they'll at least make the play-in tournament. There's no way that they miss that. So Stephen A, you can relax a little. It's early. It's only December, Stephen A. It's only December. So um, pump the brakes on it. Uh, here's another one though that I know you'll you're definitely definitely are you, you love this team. So the Memphis Grizzlies will fall into the play-in tournament due to Ja Morant's injury. Agree or disagree? Ooh, that is one that takes a lot more time to consider. Um, I know that they're at the four spot right now, and you could go as far down as the six with being uh, avoiding the plan. Um, that's the one I really got to think about because I know the Lakers are currently in the plan, and I would at well, what we saw last night. Quick, quick shout out: No Ja, uh, and among other good good Memphis players, fully healthy Lakers squad. Grizzlies win by double digits, so quick shout there. But I don't think that's going to be how it stays when we get to mid-April. Um, however, I think the Grizzlies have the caliber to, to get the five or six. Um, so I'm going to say false. I think they get the six in, in Tennessee. I'm going to disagree, or I'm actually going to agree just because of how good the West is. I think Memphis has, like you said, has the ability to stay up there. I would not be shocked if they have, if they stay up there, but just because of how good the West is, I think they'll drop a little bit. They will not fall past the play-in tournament. Like they will be in there um, because they are a good enough team, even without job to, to make some noise. So Memphis, I, I will agree with that statement, but again, I don't think they fall below the play-in tournament, and I think it would be more the seven-eight seed in the play-in tournament rather than the the nine-ten. So Memphis, I think it'll be fine, even though Ja is hurt for I believe they said five months around. Probably he'd be come, returning just about playoff time. So we'll see when he returns, see what they look like, and see how they do the rest of the season. All right, next one. Uh, Agree or disagree? Portland needs to move on from Damian Lillard. Uh, maybe this could be viewed as a biased, but I think that they shouldn't just yet because of a couple of factors. One, we haven't seen him play in like five, seven games-ish. So I don't like when, like, like when the pundits would bring this up without him having played in that long. We, let's get him back in the groove and see, make that – statement when he is playing because then you have current evidence to use also i know that the organization is kind of going through some turmoil right now with uh neil olshi being fired for some misconduct i don't he wasn't the gm or the coach obviously not the coach but he was definitely a high-ranking official that would would uh definitely be involved in organizational uh, movements and news so and while I would not like to see it, maybe it just does work out if they grab Ben Simmons because um, that pairing has been talked about a lot. So I'm going to say, no, they don't need to just yet. But uh, to give an unbiased take, if he comes back and it's this epic performance where they're not being able to get it done, then maybe you think about what kind of massive trade package could you haul in if, if you were to. So not quite yet. though. Yeah. Um, I'm going to agree with the statement just because it. Uh... Look, coming into this year, and even before the offseason started, everybody knew Portland had to make some moves to become better if they want to win with Dame. And again, they make these moves that I look at and I'm like, okay, some of them are all right, but again, it's not going to push you close to what Dame 
needs, and now you got CJ McCollum going down with an injury, which makes it worse. I, I just think Portland, Dame's getting older. There's not much many years you're going to get anything left out of him from trading him. If you wait a year or two, maybe. Um, I, I just I think it's time. I really do. I think it's time for Dame, even though I love seeing Dame in a Portland uniform and I wanted him to win there that bad. I just think it's really time for him to move on because I don't see that team winning anything, even when he does come back and that team's fully healthy. I Unless they make a move, I don't see it. And I don't even think they have the assets to get somebody like, I don't know, Derek Rose off the bench or whatever, or whoever it is off the bench or even plug in their starting lineup that can make that difference. So I think Portland right now needs to cut its losses, trade Dame, maybe trade CJ if you can get picks, get young guys that you can build around because they, 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 they half the time they don't look like they know what they're doing in that off run office there. And I feel bad for Dame because he's pretty much spent his whole career there trying to just will that team to victory. And he's almost done it a couple times, obviously, but I mean, he's past his prime now. So, I mean, what do you, what more are you going to get out of him? I'm, I'm just, I know everybody talks about, Oh, I'm still reeling from uh from 20, the start of COVID, or I'm, I just wish we could go back to 2016. Well, I will tell you this. I wish we could go back to the Western Conference Finals versus the Warriors. And in every single game, the Trailblazers led by 15. And I think at least 15, and they lost. At least led and lost. Just heart-shattering, heartbreaking. Take me back to that, and let's get the job done and get those GSW guys out of there. Because that was their best chance. And I, frankly, it pains me to say it, but I think that will end up being the closest he gets. Yeah. Yeah. One could be the best player to never win a championship so That's far true. in our lifetime. That is my, that is, has been my statement for a couple of years now. And I really hope it's wrong. I want to be wrong so bad, but I think I'm actually, I think it's going to be the right, the correct one. I'm yeah. Sure. And I, I mean, yeah, we'll see what they do. I think they need to move on. We'll see what happens, see what Dame wants. Cause obviously Dame has been more vocal as of late in the past year or whatever about what he wants from Portland. So we'll see what happens, but all right, let's move on to the next one. Um, agree or disagree. Zion Williamson was the most overhyped pick of the entire 2010s. This one may be a little, obviously there's been a lot of picks since 2010, but, uh, I mean, has, has, is there anything that anybody that can come to mind that comes close to being more overhyped than him, in your opinion, Ben? Well, you'd have to think back to all the, to what went down. And I, I would offer Anthony Bennett, but the question is, I don't know. There was most certainly not nearly the amount of hype that he had compared to Zion. Obviously Zion worked out better already. Um, But for hype, I mean, that was, I am actually, so I may have mentioned this before, but um, listening to the, the old man in the three podcast, JJ Reddick, having Zion on turned me on to saying, you know what? I can support Zion. Um, he's past the Duke days and he's actually a good person. Um, and I don't mind the Pels. So that kind of, cause I was always with the rivalry with job, but then when you look back at it, they were actually um, high school teammates or AAU teammates. Um, but yeah, no, but when he was at Duke, that was some of the most annoying times to be a college basketball fan ever. It was, that was all you heard about, all you saw. And uh, I remember I was getting really fired up at a Bob Evans in Ohio uh, when that UCF game that, and I still taco fall should not have been a foul on him uh, that 
sent, I believe it was somebody of the line of Duke and they won, end up winning by one uh, tragic ending there. But I was so far up to possibly see them lose and have all that hype finally taken out. Big shout out Cassius Winston and the boys from East Lansing who took the Duke Blue Devils out of that year. But, um, but yeah, no, the keyword here is hype. And so I, I think he is the most hyped of the decade, but I think that uh, I don't think he's going to, I think it'll work out where he's not as, um, not in a, as poor of a position as some see him in now, um, but he's going to, but he has a little bit of work to do in that end. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with the statement though, that Zion is the most overhyped because this was like LeBron level coming out of college. Um, like they, I remember everybody was saying this is the most hyped player since LeBron and it's not close. And it's true. I have not seen a player hyped that much, even when he was in high school, how much he was hyped up. And now that I heard, heard a report saying that he's going to come back from injury and he's 300 pounds. He's, I mean, he doesn't look in shape. He's had those injuries. I mean, I don't know if it's he doesn't take care of his body. I don't know if it's just his body's given up on him. I don't know if it's the trainers there, if it's the dietitians there, whatever it is. But his career does not look like it's going to be a number one pick type of career at this moment. He has the skill that he can do it, but it's all about if he can really put it together. Because right, his whole career so far has been kind of weird. It's been a very weird one, and now they're, they are last in the West right now. Nobody really knows what's going to go on with them. And they've kind of just, I don't know, they've been kind of a mess lately. So we'll see what, we'll see what they, what goes on with them. But I would agree that right now he's the most overhyped pick of the 2010s. And frankly, besides Anthony Bennett, maybe it's not close. Um, but I could also be forgetting some players. So I'm going to agree with Mark, it though. I hate to say it, but Markel Fultz would be probably another name at the moment. Yeah, Jabari Parker was also very hyped up. Yeah, he was he was a hyped up guy as well. But there's there's a couple guys here and there that were hyped up. Michael Carter Williams was pretty hyped up, especially after his rookie year. Um, so we'll see what goes on with the rest of Zion, obviously for the rest of his career. But right now he's the most overhyped pick of the 2010s. Um, so we'll see what goes on though. All right, let's though let's hop in because we don't have much time left. But we'll hop into our game picks and we'll real quick to our who sold who went crazy um but we'll start it off we did miss last night's game it was a great game pittsburgh lost love it phenomenal helps bills out vikings um i almost blew it though they really did they almost blew it we didn't we didn't do our game picks for that game again that was our bad on that one again i I actually would have had pittsburgh coming off of baltimore win so glad to be wrong though shout out ub kj osborne 62 yard touchdown Bing bang and uh, Chase Claypool laugh in your face. I do not feel bad one minute. Yep, yep. And rest in peace to I know somebody in my league had Najee Harris and Delvin Cook for fantasy. So big night for both of them. Um, but all right, let's get into the game picks though. We'll start with the one o'clock games and big one Bills at Bucks. Can the Bills get off and can their offense get going? Can they beat the Bucks in Tampa? What do you think? But it is a 425 start. Um, oh, for some reason on the ESPN app, fun fact, they have it down as a one o'clock game um, because I copied it right from there. I went straight down um, on the phone app. I don't know what it fits like that on there, but I'm going to look at it again because when I, I just looked and said one o'clock. 
But I do remember I, that does make sense now because I do remember that this game is a four o'clock game. But yeah, oh no no no, never mind. It's it's just on the very top of the Sunday because it's one of my favorite teams. I just did not see that. Um, I just thought, thought for some reason I was like, this is a one o'clock. But no, it's not a one o'clock game. Well, I guess we'll start with it because it's the big game. Bills at Bucks. Can the Bills get off the snide? Yes or no? Just like I was talking about hoping to be wrong with Dame and not winning a championship. I think, I think to, to keep it legitimate here, the same statement will have to apply to this game. I surely damn hope that I'm wrong, but it's going to have to be the reigning champs, unfortunately. Please be wrong. Please let me be wrong. Yeah. Um, I just have a hard time going against the Bills. Oh, and that, it's that, like, was, that was well, – let me tell you. And it's also one of those things that I will, I do think that it's 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 a warm weather game. It's after obviously a game that we really should have won. I think they're gonna just let Allen just do whatever he wants. Because Dable got a lot of heat this week. McDermott got a ton of heat this week. Um, I think that they have to give the fans what they want and just let Allen go out and roll with it. Because if they lose, guess what? Then they can look at the fans and say, We did what you want. We let Allen throw 50, 60 times and we didn't win then people will shut up. But if we go out and win and they do that, that's a different story. So I'm going to go Bills. Hope to God I'm right, but we'll see. Um, now into the actual 1 o'clock game, so <laughs> we're going to go Saints at Jets. This is a pretty easy one. Who do you think – who do you got for that one? Kamara, I just got the alert, is activated. He is going to play. Oh, well, that really seals the deal, and I hope it does. Uh, uh, finally, the Saints get off their schneid, and they will win. Um, versus the New Jersey Jets and get to, I think, six and seven and still a player in the NFC wild card. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints as well. Um, now, especially now, yeah, now that Kamara is active, I think it's just even more. The Jets have no shot. Um, uh, next one o'clock game, though, is Baltimore is going into Cleveland after that tough loss against Pittsburgh. Oh. Um, I'm going to start this one. And uh, I'm going to pick the Ravens. This was a tough one. And uh, it, it's back and forth for me because I can see the Browns winning this one. But I'm going to go Ravens. I think they, they after that loss to Pittsburgh last week, it was a tough one. So I'm going to go Ravens over Browns. Uh, who do you think? It's in Cleveland, by the way. It's in Cleveland. So who do you got? Well, I have a buddy uh, going and representing the 716 uh, for this one. I think just as a neutral fan checking off another stadium. Um, so I believe that he will see – uh, a purple and black victory for Lamar and Co. Um, I would actually, well, and for the Bills' help, I think at least it does become a bit more tricky to think about with all these losses piling up. Unfortunately for us, that a Raven win would help, or well, no, a Brown win would help. Um, but I'm gonna have to take Baltimore and they sweep the season series from Cleveland. Yep. Uh, yeah, we're pretty pretty much so far. Only game we actually split on was the Bills one so far. So that that's. Shocker, I guess, so far, but we're going to go next game. Jaguars are going into Tennessee. Do the Jags, do they have a shot against Tennessee? I surely hope they do in that because that would also very much help the Bills. But unfortunately, I think the Titans finally figure out what to do without Henry, who seems to possibly be coming back sooner than many thought. Um, but in this one, I think the Titans will learn what how life is without Henry and, and get their job done. Yeah, I think Tennessee's also going to win this one. Um, I just don't think Jacksonville's a good football team at all, and I think that Tennessee's just better. So I think, I think that's just, it's that simple. So 
Next one o'clock game, we got the Raiders at the Chiefs. Um, I picked this one wrong last time because I picked the Raiders. I'm going to pick the Chiefs this time. I'm not going to look back. That's I picked even the Raiders last week, and they didn't couldn't beat Washington. So, um, yeah, I'm going to pick the t- uh, Chiefs. Who do you got? Uh, pretty easily uh, Team KC here. Yeah, that one's not too too bad. But next game, divisional game, uh, Dallas is going to Washington to play the Cowboys. Can they do it? Uh, I would really hope that Washington can continue the win streak. However, I don't think they w- that they will be able to, and the Cowboys um, come out victorious. Yeah, I'm going to go Cowboys as well. I think they go in, they get the win. Um, I, I just don't – I don't think, honestly, it'd be close, if I'm being honest. So, Cowboys in that one. Um, next one we got uh, – I know we're going kind of fast, guys. We just started a time crunch right now. Um, but we got Falcons going into Carolina to play the P- – uh, Panthers, are we a Falcons crew this week? Yes or no? Because I am going Falcons. Uh, so I would root for Carolina. However, we are going to be a take flight crew because I'm going to predict Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta shocking some people. Hopefully they can keep it going, but we'll see. Uh, last one o'clock game, we have Seattle going into Houston. Does Davis Mills, the permanent starter now, have a chance against Seattle? Who Seattle impressive win that last week? Who do you think for that one? Uh, I do not think that they have a chance, and I think Russell flexes the muscles um, that he hasn't been hasn't been able to do for a lot of time this year. But he will in Houston on Sunday. Yeah, I got Seattle as well. I don't think Houston's got a shot. Might be the worst team in football, um, unless maybe this team's worse that we're going to get into next. The four o'clock games. The Lions get off the snide. They get their first win. We both picked them. We we were right, but they're they're going in uh, into Denver to play the Broncos. Can they get two in a row? Yes or no? Uh, nah, I don't think they can. Um, obviously Denver's going to have some big time motivation, um, and I think they will get that job done in front of the home crowd by. I'm going to go three plus scores. I'm actually going to pick the Lions again. Um, it may be a dumb pick. Because obviously I know that we were right last week and they picked they they won, but um, I'm just gonna pick them again because these are two teams that I really again they're not I don't think the Broncos are good I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is good and they I, it's gonna be a weird game it might be a boring game not the game that you want to watch but I'm gonna go Lions um, next up we got the Giants going into LA can they beat the Chargers what do you think uh, no shot I think the Chargers will run wild over them. Uh, in so Yep, and then we got the maybe the game of the week, and uh, or I'm gonna go Chargers as well. Sorry, I didn't say that. I'm gonna go Chargers as well. But then we may, maybe have the game of the week um, in San Fran going into Cincy to play the Bengals. So the 49ers, tough loss last week. Do they bounce back and get the win against Cincy? Uh, no, I don't have them doing so. I have Cincinnati getting back on track and uh, picking up where they left off a little bit ago. Um, We'll get the win here for the Bengals. Yeah, I'm actually going to pick the 49ers. I was back and forth on this game. I mean, I really think this can be the game of the week, but I'm going to go 49ers. I think it'll be a good game. If there's a game to watch in the 4 o'clock, besides the Bills Bucks, this would be it. So it's going to be a good game, but I'm going to go 49ers. Now on to the Sunday night game. we got the old-fashioned rivalry. It's the Bears going to play the Packers, but do the Bears and Matt Nagy have a shot? What do you think? (laughs) I really, really hope they do because that's my number two team. Um, but I don't, do not think so at all. Packers will hammer them. 
Yeah, I think this could be potentially Matt Nagy's last game, if I'm being honest. So we'll see if if he what happens, but I think the Packers will come out, and I think this could be his last game. Um, but on to the Monday night game, the last game. This also could be the game of the week. It's the Rams going into, uh, into Arizona to play the Cardinals. Can the Rams finally beat a team that they sh- – a very good team in, on the road? Can they do it? I think that this will be LA's signature win. And I have the Rams going into Arizona and doing so. Each the away team wins that uh, home two game series each year, this year. Um, and I have the Rams finally putting all their pieces together and getting it done in the desert. Yeah, I think the Rams are going to win as well. I think they're going to finally get it together. It's been a long time since a lot of stuff's happened for them. I think they're going to finally get it together. Um, all right, I know that we only got a little bit left, so we'll do a real quick. We'll do our who sold, who went crazy. You can go first, and you can do either one if you want to. Do you want to do your sold, or do you want to do went crazy first? And I'll do the other one first. Um, let's start off with some, with some who sold. So at number one, uh, unfortunately, it is a hometown pick, but it's going to have to be mentioned, and that's the Bills' run defense. Um, just completely did not know how to figure out Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. Um Big yikes, let's clean it up for Florida. Um, do we want to do a full slate for me or, or you for, for your first two sold here? Uh, we can go back and forth real quick. I'm also going to go with a Buffalo, some Buffalo guys, uh, but it's Brian Dable slash Zach Moss because Zach Moss, one, had the game-winning touchdown on film. Everybody sees it. He should have bounced it out. It would have been an easy walk-in touchdown, but he, for some reason, ran up the middle, and then Dable just – I mean, I don't know if there needs to be much more said after 10 points in a game where Josh looked like he could throw the ball pretty well, even though the wind was pretty bad and everything. So I'm going to go Dable. It's been a rough couple weeks for him. But Dable slash Zach Moss would be my my first one. Number two for me is going to have to be uh, a team that was mentioned earlier, and some may have thought they would slip under the radar of criticism, but not in this case. That's Oklahoma State Cowboys football. You had a chance. Um, well, you, you know, it's not as big a deal as it is now because Bama winning would, would have clinched it for them anyway. However, had Georgia won, it was right there for the taking. Well, before, like, Cowboys win, wait for Georgia to win. But they, they just had a job and they failed to do it. And to have it be that close, that was unreal to watch live. Um, yeah. Just missed the pylon. Um, I think he – I think – I remember saying, like, no, you got to cut him earlier. Uh, and it came to bite him in the behind. So Oklahoma State missed opportunity. Yeah, it was a tough game to watch. It really was. But um, I'm also going to stick in college football just like you. I'm going to go Georgia, like I talked about a little earlier. Had the opportunity to stay undefeated, beat your rival, win the SEC, solidify that one seed, and potentially knock Alabama out. And they didn't show up. They got blown out of the water, and they lost the one seed, and now Bama's the one seed. So things couldn't have gone any worse for Georgia that game. They really just didn't show up. So Georgia, they sold. So that's my second one. To round it out for me, I kind of previewed it earlier, but it's just ridiculous. Like, are you kidding me? You're in an important regular season NFL football game, and you're going to do what you do uh, for the cameras. Chase Claypool. Just embarrassing. I would I would be lighting him up on social media if, if the Steelers were my team. Um, that is inexcusable, ridiculous. Uh, 
I would I would hope there would be a disciplinary action if he was on the Bills. Uh, so Chase Claypool. Yeah, that was actually my third one as well. And so I'm going to make Clay's Chapel, Claypool for the first time ever is going to be the first person to be on this twice because it was that bad. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he is – I mean, I don't like him. I know you don't. So he's probably the most one of the most hated guys on this podcast. But, yeah, it's ridiculous. May have cost them the game. Clay's, Chase Claypool, you were on who sold twice, and you were the first person to ever do that. And there's been a lot of pretty bad who sold on this list. Nobody's ever been called for it twice. So Chase, Chase Claypool, get it together, man. Really? I don't know. But we'll all right, we'll get into who went crazy real quick and then we'll finish it off. Um, I'll go first. My first one's gonna be the Houston Rockets. Uh they started off to get the season losing 15 in a row, and now they're winning seven in a row, I believe it's at. Um it's weird. First team ever to lose 15 in a, in a row in a season and win seven in a row in a season. Who knows what they're what they're going to do the rest of the year. Um, but I'm going to go to the Houston Rockets because they've been going crazy recently. So that's my first who went crazy. Absolutely valid pick. Uh, shout out Christian Wood. Really been balling out lately. I'm happy to see him really succeeding after getting that big deal coming over from Detroit. So hopefully they can continue it. And I'll stick in the Southwest Division and give a shout out to Brandon Ingram. A big 40-burger the other day uh, versus Houston. I, they weren't able to get the job done as, of course, Houston won. But uh, for a team that has not had a lot of highlights uh, this season, um, big shout-out to Brandon Ingram. I, it was funny. I mean, worst possible college choice to make if you want me to like you. Worst possible team to go to the NBA to start if you want me to like you. But it changes in New Orleans. So go Pels and go Ingram for that performance. We'll see what else they can do. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to uh, – I was going to stick at basketball, but I'm just going to take this team. We've already gone over this team for my second one. The Detroit Lions, you deserve everything. You got to win. You are not part of that losing teams. You are you've, you have one. So the Detroit Lions went crazy. They got to win. It may have been a last-second one. They may not have gone that crazy, but they went crazy enough and got to win. So the Detroit Lions are my second who went crazy bravo that's all i gotta say absolutely two thumbs up to see that and it was a great post-game speech from dan campbell to honor the unfortunate victims from the oxford high school shooting um and so really a nice week for michigan area football college and pro to to honor them if you want to call it that number two for me kind of like a oh yeah sure pick but it's it's got to be uh highlighted and that's matt stafford um three touchdowns 295 yards and a whole hell of a lot of completions uh, pretty pretty impressive there. It's, yeah, it's versus the Jags, but uh, got to give him the shout. Not really a Ram fan. Um, I did like Stafford at Georgia and, and Lions, so it's good to see him continuing that success, but that'll be my number two pick. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's a good number two. Um, my, my number three, okay, I'm going to hop to back to basketball. I'm going to go with Jason Tatum. Um, he's had a great week this week, even though they lost to the Lakers, he still went pretty crazy. And then he had another game earlier. I forgot who was against who. He also had a, an amazing game. So I'm going to go Jason Tatum, one of my favorite players in the league. So he's going to be my third who went crazy, earned it this week. So to end the show, I'm going to have another first of the show. And it's going to be the first time we have two separate players uh, in who went crazy that both had end their last name in junior um, pick one.
Brandon Boston Jr. I'm sure you really were not a fan of seeing that. Um, but a great, uh, I don't know if it was his debut in the NBA, but at least coming out party. Um, led the way without a, with a Paul George sitting for the Clips to beat the Celtics. That was very impressive. A buzzer beater, a hint, hint, wink, wink for what's to come at the end of the third period, uh, third quarter um, to extend that Clipper lead. And then, of course, it would only make sense to give Ron Harper Jr. the other spot. Uh, I was just a kid in a candy store when that happened last night, let me tell you. Um, insane, incredible, uh, unbelievable. Love every second of it. Go Rutgers. Go Ron Harper Jr. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty disappointed to see DJ Boston do that, but I mean, props to him. He he did it and he showed that he's got the skill. Um, I I do have two honorable mentions, like I usually do. I don't know why I always do this, but I always just end up picking a lot of guys, and sometimes they're taken, sometimes they're not. But I'm gonna go Donovan Mitchell last week, dropped 33 per game, great week. So honorable mention, and then Jonathan Huberdo, Hopwell Hockey. He had one one goal, but he had eight assists this past week. So three points per game um, averaging, that's just pretty good. So Jonathan Huberto, great week. Got to throw some hockey in there because we haven't we missed it this week. But, uh, yeah, so that, that'll do it for us this week. Um, another big week in sports coming up. Great week this past week. We're going to get into a little bit more hockey next week since we haven't talked about it in a while. Um, we'll do some more pick, game picks. We'll see what's going on. But, uh, Hunter, any last last words? Oh, I'm off to the Battle of the State of New York at the Key Bank Center. I'm probably going to see something I don't like seeing, but I'm happy to be at a hockey game, go Sabres, find a miraculous way against the Rangers, um, and we'll see what happens there. And then tomorrow I should be at uh, – It's not, I'm hoping the rides are confirmed and all, uh, but Kings Cavaliers to see a little De'Aaron Fox-Evan Mobley matchup. So we'll see what transpires there for sure. All right, there you go. That's gonna be a, should be a great week weekend of sports for you, and uh, hopefully just a great week of sports in general for everybody. If whoever's watching what, but um, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to let us know any thoughts you guys have. If you guys want to come on, if you guys want to do whatever, whatever you want us to do, let us know. Um, we appreciate everybody who listens. And uh, be sure to share. Let people know if you like it, and spread the word about the podcast if you like it. So. Um, thanks for listening and, uh, we'll see you guys next time. We'll catch you.